Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha, Omaha Audio. I like to say powered by, Sheck, you know? I would technically... What are we shot powered by? Southern Cal Edison? You sound, you sound like you're overflowing with testosterone. We're powered by Omaha Audio. Yeah, spaghetti and meatballs filling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always. You heard him right there. Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss, my dear, dear pals. Martin, lots of madness all around us. We're doing this Thursday morning-ish on the West Coast. At-large bids up for grabs. In some cases, disappearing. Your Wolverines looking to secure... A bubble spot. Damn shame. Or maybe lose it. Are they? Is it over already? No, they're down no. five with uh, 15 left in the second half. By the time anybody else hears this, yes. we'll know the fate of Michigan basketball, which, I mean, really doesn't matter win or lose today. Disappointing season. Is it? Okay. I mean, you could go on a run in March, mm-hmm. but at this point, I expected more out of the regular season Juwan Howard. I did. You think they should have signed Derek Carr, but it was too late. Maybe that was the answer. Yeah, that's it. Shaq, you're on the other end of the spread. You're flying high now. No one can say anything about Pitt if they lose by 35 to Duke today. You're in. You're in. I was wondering about that in in my yeah, own brain. You good. think if if they got yeah. if they got humiliated, if they mm. lost 90 to 47, mm. you think they still make the tournament? May I think what what I'm rooting for specifically are those so-called bubble teams like Michigan. I want them to lose. I want UNC out. Right. I, do not entertain the possibility of the heels getting in there. The longer they survive, the Absolutely. the Panthers' chance. Michigan. But he had hailed a pit is the point. That was fun. I was cursing them when they blew a 14-point lead and went down three. I was like, these effing 30-year-olds, I don't know how long I could root it. Spaghetti was on the chain. I was like, but yes, you're right. If Michigan loses, that helps. If Carolina loses to Virginia today and if Utah State loses to New Mexico, all good things for Pitt, who I think are are in anyway. I think so too, but I did. I was thinking about you and the fellas who are going to be in Vegas yeah. one week from today on Thursday. Yes. Race to 10, all the rest of it around one of the great days on the sports calendar, the start of, of March Madness. And what is so great about it is being in a book mm-hmm. or being in the Kimmel Comedy Club rooting along with your bets in hand. Mm-hmm. When Greg Elliott of the Pit Panthers stepped to the line with them up six, Right. And the Panthers lay in seven with six seconds left. It's like, make these free throws, you bum. Oh, please, they know. Try, they know. The they just know. And by the way, you know, we'll discuss this next week, but you know my big bet for this tournament, you hate it, is the no buzzer beaters in the Thursday-Friday game. Because it's your typical <laughs> crap. It's your no-pass line bet. Why, why Why? be so joyless? In I One team is celebrating when the when it rims out on the three at the buzzer, right? Why am I joyless? Yeah, I'm just you. rooting for that team. Because it's it. fun. Why, why, why root against I, fun? I do have to say this, Dave. I'm concerned for you and, and uh, Federico Federico why? and the rest of Pitt. Because I've never seen you wear a T-shirt before, ever. Is and this true? Also, I mean, I mean, you know, I've, I've admittedly only really seen Dave in work in work scenarios. Right. right. You don't spend too much time on Friday nights because you know, so he's got kids. But, no. Um, <laughs> da hail the pit. Hail the just, pit. I, it's true. Oh, I don't know how I feel hail about him. Hail the pit. Breaking from tradition uh-huh. of the straight button down double-breasted shirt. Yeah. On such a big moment for pit basketball. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. I just feel like. I, what do you think? He's, sl- he's more slender than you might uh, expect. I, usually it's layers. I, I do feel like you're a layer guy, even though we're in Southern California, even though it's fro. We can't I've always, 55 I've, degrees. I've, I've always abided by the way of layers. Yeah. Me you and do. Steve Bannon. Yeah. We're, we, we love our layers. Gotcha. I'm All just right. surprised. I'm Dr. glad he Jones, has both Indiana elbows Jones. and wrists. I had never seen them before. Now I can confirm to all the listeners. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, there Weird we go, enough. Shaq. I don't know. I don't know. Martin's got the, you know, Martin, you, I, I thought you were going to have some, um, like, wardrobe advice for Jimmy when I asked him. He said he could wear anything he wanted. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, the host of the Oscars, said he could wear, he thinks, anything he wants. What would you do if you hosted the Oscars? Oh, I'd, I'd wear the Michigan bathing suit you gave me for my birthday. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Good answer. Absolutely. Right answer. That's correct. All right, so Sheck did mention it's going to be me. It's going to be Harry, Mikey, Meatballs. We're going to be in Las Vegas a week from today. The Kimmel Comedy Club. We're hosting a watch party for all the early games on Thursday and Friday, 9, 15 a.m. to, I guess, about 5 p.m. is where it's going to take us, and we're going to bet all those games race to 10, and we're going to be going crazy. And there's going to be a crew, a local news crew there on Friday. So, um... In a way, I hope it's just like four of us there. That would be kind of funny, but uh, also really embarrassing. So please show up. Kimmel Comedy Club. It's free. You walk in, you drink, you scream at a large screen TV. and uh, Maybe you could have like a party ding-dong the witch is dead for mm-hmm. uh, Jim Beheim. This is something we all can rally behind. I know that yeah. it feels borderline. You know, his, his mm-hmm. actual mortality isn't in question at this point, but 47 years mm-hmm. is remarkable. I mean, what? I mean, that is insane. Think about that. Yeah. That he has been in that spot. What was so? What does that mean? 19. I believe what it was is 47? 70. Was, oh, he was coaching for 47 years. 76. He was a player right? in 1966. Right. He played. I mean, he's been essentially at Syracuse since he was 17 years old. Yeah. Two things that, well, th- one, that's a remarkable run no matter coach. what, period. Two, I hail him as somebody who, you know, celebrates the Sparky Andersons of the world, guys who looked a certain way, or Wilfred Brimley, or Angela Lansbury, or Steve Martin. They looked a certain way when they were 32, Mm -hmm. and then they didn't change for the next 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Jim Boeheim fits into that. That aside... He's a stinker bum, and I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> he he he's uh, in the pantheon of my least favorite sports figures of you my know, lifetime. What's How about interesting you? when you, yeah, I, I think he's up there also because Harry loved him so much. Although Harry has turned his back on him uh, recently, he was a big Syracuse fan, still a Syracuse fan, but wanted oh the old man's got to go. It's like okay, I understand that, but yes, he has been a jerk for a very long time. And you know, like I'm I'm sending a tweet. This is minutes after he's retired or pushed out, whatever it was. That was hilarious. That part, but. I'm like I'm listing like uh, uh, five Final Four appearances, eight Big East titles, 617 reporters berated, whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder how this is gonna go. Like, people are gonna be like, too soon? No, everyone's like, yeah, f that guy. And plus, there were other criminal things I didn't get into. But I do think he was so he was so arrogant and such a jerk towards the end. I almost feel like it's the family's responsibility to pull these high profile figures out before it's too late because it really tarnishes his legacy. We should be celebrating 47 years and over 1,100 wins. It's crazy. I mean, I'll compare him to Bob Knight in Indiana University. But he was always a jerk. Always, always, like 80, <laughs> but honestly, 90 Bob Knight versus 90 Bayheim. you aren't going to say, oh, but put him in the same batch in terms of... No, super- right, yeah. yeah. Knight was always a jerk, but to, but to your point... I think it's funny that there was a giant percentage of the student body currently and all the alumni and a lot of people within the who said, 
we can't fire Bob Knight. Yeah. Do you hear any of that from Syracuse? And by the way, the way it all went down, it seems to me Syracuse was like, hey, old man, you're out. Yeah. And then he basically dared them to announce that publicly right. by like, I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> I kind of gave my retirement announcement, <laughs> but you're going to have to ask Syracuse, basically daring the university to like, <laughs> go ahead and announce it. They're like, finish the sentence. We'll They're tweet like, no. it. All right, we'll just tweet it out after 47 yeah. years. It's a, it's a grim <laughs> ending for the guy, but you know what? Go watch the 30 for 30 about the Big East. I mean, he's a creep. He's disloyal. He's uh, a hypocrite. Times, he's yeah. all those things. And yes. he's a jerk to, yeah. to student journalists on top of everything else. So, yeah. Martin, you were once a student journalist, right? Actually, no. Oh, okay. Forget it then. This is not the conversation for you. But to, I saw John Beeline once uh, take a student journalist by the hand the, uh, figuratively during a press conference who was stumbling through his question. And I did think, wow, I don't think Tom Izzo, the next coach who would be coming up, would be giving him the same grace. I know Jim Beheim wouldn't. But to y'all's point, also, he wasn't nearly as successful as some of these other longtime head coaches. Yeah. Now, you look at Coach K and you look at uh, you look at Roy Williams. Like, I don't know, Jim Beheim, like, with his one national title that happened because Carmelo, I just, it's just hard for me. Well, yes, that is a way to look at it, Check For for someone to be around for a half a century, you have to be pretty accomplished, right? <laughs> so the numbers are going to kind of speak for themselves. And that said, maybe Martin's right. Maybe I don't know. One. So what is that? One Final Four every decade? It's weird, and I don't know if it's grading him on a curve or whatever, but, you know, he was a part of, I mentioned that uh, 30 for 30, Big East, um, yeah. which is which is a great watch anytime, especially around uh, conference tournament time. But, you know, so do you ding John Thompson at mm. Georgetown? I mean, that, that was a brutal conference it, it, at the height of its powers, you know, expecting... Um, regular season titles on the regular oh, is, yeah. is, is difficult. I mean, you have to go through Jim Calhoun's UConn. Massimino, yes. You know, I mean, it goes on yeah, and on. Yeah. We, we know what yeah. the list is and mm-hmm. uh, those great Big East teams. So I think, yeah. he, I think he, he accomplished something by getting kids to go to Syracuse, New York, right? I guess that's it. I guess that's And pretty steadily, out. too. Was it, well, I mean, that, what, what doesn't jibe from the outside looking in and all the the very deep insiders are like, oh, he's funny and cool, Jim Beheim. The world doesn't know. No. It's like, would it really be the end of the world for him to show that side to the world? That's what be I'm wondering. Yeah. The, but um, the family's responsibility to pull him out of this uh, situation seven or eight years ago. I guess he had to see his kid or his grand. Somehow that's his kid, Jack. That was his kid that played. Play I know it's weird, but he. How did he? Right, but he must be there. Must to, to the. Tony Kornheisers of the world are like, Jim Beheim's the greatest guy. You just don't get it. Right. Um, he must be pretty charming or charismatic or I don't know what. How did he get so many kids to go up there? Because I'm from the outside looking in and be like, I don't want to go play for that nose-picking bald guy. Right. He's like, look, man, if you come here, you'll never have to play real defense. <laughs> you there you go. Hard. There's your selling point. That's hard to learn, though. That trips everybody and up. It, I, I'm sorry, Sal. How many great players do you know in the league that came out of Syracuse? All right, take away Derek Coleman and Carmelo Anthony. And who? Uh, I get it. Uh, Billy Owens, uh, great players. Let's see. Um, let's see. Who was it? Uh, and maybe there's Cycle, a long list. Sherm, but, Pearl, all right. at least spent time in the league. But like how many, M- how many basketball Hall of Famers came from Syracuse? I don't know. In the last not. 50 years. Because that's how long uh, 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 your boy's been there, Behan. Right. 
Right. It would have to be Carmelo. Is, um, is I don't the, know. How many came from Georgetown? How many, you know, that's a very short Alan list. Allen Iverson and Patrick Ewing. Okay. Well, you just said, well, we <laughs> There's can't two, take it. But you I can just think took two. out Carmelo. You took out the top two, and then we're like, those two aside, I'm doing right. the And same John Thompson didn't coach for 50 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Coach for I know. 50 I'm just saying. Well, but, that's, but that's the point. Well, no, I think the point is, is that college basketball is a coach's sport. You know, that they matter more than the individual players to some degree. And same thing with Indiana University. Bob Knight, what what was one of the all-time greats in terms of um, results, but how many NBA guys did he produce? Well, let me just say this. Uh, Isaiah Thompson. Isaiah, Calvert Chaney, and then that's Boom, the list. there you go. That's two Hall of Famers. Yeah. Isn't Calvert Chaney a Hall of Famer? No. Am I missing uh, that? Maybe. Maybe he's a basketball. I never understand the measure of what's, Listen, who gets into the Buddy Beheim, not done yet. Uh, Jimmy Beheim oh, Jr. on CEZ Nimburg is also not done yet. So don't count your Hall of Fame ballots just yet there. The Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. There you go. For that's what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, college basketball. Hey, let's take a break. Now, what's, uh, what's Michigan doing here? I turned it off for a second. They're down five with 12 left. Martin, you don't care. I thought you would care more. I mean, I do care. Yeah. But it's just. Makes next week fun. It, this isn't going to be fun. Oh, they're, right. this is, they're 17 and 14. How do you lose 14 games in college basketball? I'm supposed to hear about all <laughs> these lottery picks. Go, uh, everyone needs to go undefeated. When the no, but I mean, if, 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 I mean, 14 games. I've, I've been told there's multiple lottery picks on this team. Hunter Dickinson is supposed to be a force. He is fun. Well, you know, it's like fun. Like Jonathan Taylor for MVP on, was fun. Jump on the pit bandwagon. We got a little bit of the pit for you. Their, their seven footers don't take up much space. They, they weigh a combined. <laughs> 93 pounds together, the three of them. Hey, uh, very quickly, yeah. Sal, before your break. One, I do think we have to take a special moment to honor just how crazy it is that Harry doesn't know that Syracuse isn't in the business. <laughs> do you, I didn't no, take he knew. that. I think it was a brain fart. It was, okay. Yeah, yeah, he he does know that they're oh, yeah. not in the biggie. No, he knew. Yeah, he knew for sure. Okay. Yeah, he was Because I, 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 the way the conversation on Against All Odds rolled. Yeah. I became a, a little worried that he really still didn't know by the end of it that they're no, out of the Big East. I, I made a big deal out of that. But, I, you know, if you like, Megan Connolly says, hey, I'm going to the Big East tournament. And Harry's like, oh, you're going to see Syracuse? I, I don't know. It's uh, it, his First of all, he's all gummied up. Mm -hmm. He takes upwards of 150 gummies, uh, mm -hmm. edibles a day. So that, that's going to that's gonna skew your view on everything. But, no, I think he knows. Um, he's just stupid. He's just and stupid. the other betting tip from Tate Frazier, who you're going to talk to yeah. next week, Says fade the whole Big Ten. What do you think about that, Marty? Fade the whole. I mean, that's game. a lot of teams. That's ten well, teams. That's um. I mean, if you're picking against them to make it the to the field. Final Four or the national championship, last national championship was what Tom Izzo and the Flintstones. Good memory, right? What did you? How, and the yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Good, good for you. What did you say? The that Flintstones. Off the top of your head. Yeah, the Flintstones, like Mateen Cleese. Oh, I see. And, and I they see. were all, all the players were from Flint, so they called Flint, Michigan. Yeah. They called them the Flintstones. It's a Michigan guy, Shaq. Yeah. He knows. He knows. All right, let's take a quick break. Indiana Hoosiers could get there, by the way. We'll give four. Caesar some love. Not and, by uh, Tate Frazier's word. We'll be right back. The thing about Caesar Sportsbook, it's not just an app. It's your key to a whole empire: hotels, casinos, restaurants, shows, Caesar's Palace. I'm sure you've heard of it. Every bet you place with Caesar Sportsbook brings you closer to. Only Caesars can offer hotel stays at iconic destinations, app bonuses, merch, show tickets, and many more Caesars rewards perks. So get started today. Register using code Omaha full and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a bet credit. 
If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, Sheck, you talk about this tournament. We're back now. And you said you like the conference tournament better. You're crazy to say that. Get rid of that. You say no, it's better than fact, March Madness. So, I just want to ask... How'd you enjoy that Northwestern State Texas A&M Corpus Christi game Dude, last night? I mean, night? Don't, don't, don't try it and find cracks in my arm. Like, I don't. I didn't watch. I don't watch second tier ones. I mean, I don't watch. I like football. Doesn't mean I watch. Uh, I don't even want to mention a league and get in trouble by denigrating one of the other professional leagues. Doesn't but matter. When I sit around and watch other, I don't watch every second yeah, of but, every college football game. But you claim to watch the Army Navy and all of this. Yes, because so I, I love so that I, one. I, so I, why, Listen, why, why not the Southland? The here's not what you're not doing. You're not watching Marquette and Creighton in the final Saturday. You could love your Big East as much as you want. You're not doing it. You won't turn that on. I feel like that uh, that you these tournaments don't really get good until Thursday of conference week. Major conferences. I don't. I'm sorry, I'm a snob. I don't care about the second, third tier conferences. I like the major conferences playing in these games with their best teams going head to head is very satisfying. There's a lot of hate that goes on there. It, uh, teams are playing for their lives one week from now. I, 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 right, it's my the, favorite the, time. The fact is, what Northwestern plays Indiana today, it, it, you won't care about that as much now as if it's a second-round game next week, right? If that's a Sunday game next week, it has much more importance than it does today. And like St. John's is staying close with Marquette right now. All right, that's great, but Marquette's maybe going to lose a two-seed if they lose that, but... They don't really care, do they? Come on, Jack. I, you know what? That's a fair point. I, I like to not jive, and okay. I think you're right that there has been for the last, and it hasn't been even the last couple of years. It's been many, many years now, where teams that know they're safely in, they do some sort of a calculation like, yeah. "We're good where we are. We're going to be a two seed. We don't need to do anything in this." And maybe they they are a little easygoing. It's week eighteen ish of NFL. Right. Yeah, I, I think you're right about. All that. right. That's speaking fair. speaking of the NFL now. 
I am of the thought that, uh, oh, I'm so mad because Spaghetti, we did our podcast Tuesday, and it really must have been an hour later that Daniel Jones signed the four-year, $160 million deal. And I was like, oh, this is great. I want to get on Spaghetti. Oh, this is going to be fun. Then I thought about it. I was like, it's a fine deal. It's fine. Because I think it's, I actually think it's easier than everybody's saying. I think you first decide if this is your quarterback of the future, and if it is, you sign him or her right away. I right? You don't wait. You laugh at why? Because there's not too many women. I know. Uh, <laughs> that was the point. Yeah, that's what I laughed at. <laughs> why? Uh, but honestly, like, right? Because if you wait, it's going to be worse. He could develop even better in Dable's office, offense with better receivers. And now you're looking at a $55 million price tag. So if you know that's your guy, you don't wait and you sign him and maybe you lose by $2 million, right? Am I on the right track? Is that how you're thinking? Absolutely. I mean, I was having this conversation with uh, Brother Bry, and I was like, why do these people online care about, like, well, hey, if, if Dalen Jones is getting paid $35 million a year, that's fine. Yeah. But that five extra million coming from the billionaire's pocket, like, no, 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 I have to tweet about this. I have to be snarky. I have to throw out the fact that he's only thrown 15 touchdown passes. By the way, to who? Uh, Daniel Bellinger, uh, right. Isaiah Hodgins. I mean, the worst receiving core in the entire league. And that's what, in Sal, you hit the nail on the head. People are not projecting him going forward. They're not saying this guy had a good season and will only get better with Brian Dable, with a better offensive line, with better weapons. That's the reason why he got that that contract. Also, they're picking 26th. What are you, you're not going to get any quarterback at 26 when the Giants have holes in their roster despite winning a playoff game. And, you know, and the last thing, too, is like he's getting paid only $19 million against the cap this year. That's a team-friendly deal, even if it was $40 million with Herbert and Burrow and Hurts and all these uh, Trevor Lawrence eventually. Like, all these contracts are going to go through the roof with the cap grazing. So Yeah, you got to sign them now. Cares. If exactly. he's your guy, you have to sign him now and check all that matters, as you point out, is the guaranteed money. And that kind of matched up with the Geno Smith signing. You got to look at re- recent dealings, right? And the Derek Carr number. I, that's how I, I think look what, at it. What, what has happened is what we have talked about quite a bit with people who are smarter than I am about money on minus three. Uh, explain. Yes, it's the total guaranteed loot. And what we have, what we, I, we kept talking about is will Daniel Jones get the intermediate level contract and that's what the what it is meaning they can get out from under it in two years right and the same thing is true with um with gino they i think they can even purge him after a year up in seattle i think they can move on from him that's what you want to do with these guys right. these guys are like yeah they're good they're we, we could do a lot worse probably could do better but don't want to pull the cord right now let's see what happens this next year they the giants and seahawks have set themselves up to do exactly that yeah I do think, though, think about the, the thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti will bristle at the idea of this. But do you think that the Giants were like, oh, look, Lamar Jackson, we could get him? We, we could get Lamar? Oh, um, do you think they're not intrigued by that thought? Oh, no. I think everyone's doing the right thing. I think all these teams are doing right. I think the Ravens are doing right by tagging them, non-exclusive. And I think the Giants did the right thing. And really, like I said, I think you compare them to the tier – I don't know. I don't. I don't think they they thought they can get Lamar. You're shaking your head. They're, 
there's absolutely no chance. And the minute the Giants clinched the playoff berth, yeah. like it was Daniel Jones. Like Daniel Jones was the only option for the Giants, and the Giants' only option in quarterback was Jones. There was, and people floated that too. I was getting an, uh, an argument on Twitter with uh, a fantasy guy, uh, and he was just like, you know, Lamar would have been an option, Jimmy G would have been a better, cheaper option, mm-hmm. and that's just not like it worked. Like Dayball and Jones worked, and he will improve. Why do you like reinvent the wheel? They won a playoff game, and they're supposed to be in the last place in the division. Like the, Lamar Jackson was never floated once by a single beat reporter and it's just not something the Giants organization does after the Plaxico incident I know it was forever ago the Giants don't make splashes like this they don't make huge trades for players like in season they don't they don't go out and get a guy like they try to do it homegrown right. and like the minute you cause a little bit of controversy like Odell Beckham did like Kadarius Tony did it's like they're going to trade you away to a different team like the Giants just don't do that I hear I, you're, you're right about that and uh, Jimmy G to the Giants doesn't make any sense but Lamar Jackson in that offense does certainly um, and the Giants semi-agree with me because they've now given themselves the wiggle room after a couple of years to move on. If the, if if it proves, if 2020 proves, 2022 proves to be an anomaly for Dimes, then they'll at least be comfortable with the fact like, all right, well, we can move on soon enough from him. Now, I, what I will say, Spaghetti, is the conversation a month ago was I'd much rather have Daniel Giants for thir- Jones for $30 million than Dak for $40 billion. All right, now we're, now we're right there. Well, now it's right. only nineteen million against the cap this year. So yeah, thirteen know, million still- less than the franchise tag would have been, and they could resign Dexter Lawrence, and they could resign Saquon Barkley, and they yeah. could get pieces they need. This worked out beautifully. Joe Shane's a genius. But the point is, yes, the point is just keep it to twenty percent of your cap. I think guaranteed, and you're okay, right? And that's why the Ravens now, I that's think right. Martin, are not are, are doing. They're like, look, before we give this guy fifty five million dollars, first of all, let's see if there are any other suitors, and maybe we can get two first rounders out of this, and that's what's going to happen for someone to steal. Lamar Jackson away from the Ravens at this point. Also, the most important thing with dimes before you take tackle yeah. Jackson is the tagging of Barkley. That works perfectly. Yeah. Poor running backs, $10 million if you get tagged. Right. That's what you get for it. Anyway, sorry. $32 million for the Ravens for, for, for Jackson versus uh, you would have to give them close to 50 I think, if they didn't. See, that's to, that's the real answer is, like, why didn't the Ravens lock up Lamar Jackson after year two when he was the unanimous MVP? Because you, you give him a Mahomes-style contract, and mm-hmm. maybe his, you know he plays it out like a Derek Carr did, another guy who got signed before his rookie deal was up in Oakland after they made the playoffs, and he broke his leg. Connor Cook came out and, and didn't do much of anything. Mm-hmm. He got extended for a long term, and look, now you got a quarterback for 10 years, right? But... Uh, the the Giants weren't going to be on, in on Lamar, I didn't think. But the, why? I just it's just crazy to me to see. I don't know what the NFL's thirty two teams five like six of them like within the same day come out and say like six of them with no no interest with, with no interest, but it's with no also answer at quarterback. Even if you don't like it, right. like, like Miami would make sense yeah. to come out and say, "Yo, we're out on Lamar Jackson" because they have Tua in the fold. Mm-hmm. It's weird otherwise, and it gives me the thought that if the Giants didn't sign Daniel Jones right after the podcast on Tuesday, they might have been one of the teams to come out and say, no, we're also not interested in Lamar Jackson. Right. So you think they were waiting for our podcast to end before making a decision? <laughs> that, that and the franchise tag deadline. I mean, it but, had to be But I think it co- all still comes down to what I said. Like, first decide if he's your guy. Daniel Jones was the Giants guy they signed Ravens, still iffy on Lamar, despite the fact that he won the MVP, despite that, you know, his yards per carry going down, he didn't finish the last two years, all this other stuff. Can we get a, even get him a receiver that would, you know, they can coexist with, we're not even sure. 
the uncertainty makes it that the non-exclusive franchise makes all the sense in the world, I think. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was right all along, who was right all along? Dave Damashek, that's who. I told you exactly how this didn't, was going to... Didn't he say Spaghetti, race? did I not say... Are you, de- you going to deny Lamar that I to have the been... Falcons? I, I, Lamar have to I the missed Falcons. a beat of yes. how this is going to yes, go Lamar down? Lamar to the yes. Falcons is what you yeah, said I, in the last I, three weeks. Well, let's I see what agree. goes on right. going forward Well, here. they already said... I'm saying, I'm saying it in this way. <laughs> I told you that the Ravens were jammed up, and they understood that for many years. <laughs> we that, can't make that, three predictions and say, oh, this is one of the things I told it's you. It's either going to snow, be sunny, or We don't even know what's going to happen. Well, they said they're not interested. This offseason hasn't ended yet. We haven't even reached free agency yet. So let's see what happens right. with Lamar in the short term. But I told you <laughs> that the Ravens were spooked about long, uh, Lamar Jackson long term yeah. and he had him over a, the barrel last year. You, That's why when... did you have to tell us that? They went a whole year without signing him. Of course they're spooked about Lamar Jackson and his durability. I'm telling you yeah. Lamar Jackson missed his window yeah. last year. I don't know about two years ago they might, I don't know if they... I, I, Marty may be right. I don't know. Maybe he was so good at 14 and two and so dynamic that they'd be like, we better lock him up now. But I told you that he had the leverage a year ago. He was going to give it up this offseason because of the owners. You could see it a million miles away that they did not like the Jimmy Haslam for Deshaun Watson deal. Well, they did not like that deal. Yes. They were gonna take. They were gonna take Lamar Jackson and everyone else to task. Whoever wanted guaranteed money was never gonna get it. This isn't about Lamar Jackson specifically. I get the issues about he's a particular scheme fit and all that stuff. I, I feel bad that he's gonna be the sacrificial lamb when it comes to this Deshaun Watson thing. But I think that's the right. owners like take a stand, and I do think it's good that that's not the new standard. Why? Right? Why? Why? Right. Why shouldn't football players who are getting run into by 300 pound people it it you're a man of justice you don't think they deserve guaranteed money in a multi-billion dollar i think deshaun industry? watson is the only deal i could say is going to be a bad deal i honestly think and that he might prove me wrong maybe wins two super bowls the next six years this daniel jones stuff i think good or bad within a million or two million dollars that's why we but can't go i'm gonna invoke like some big names yeah. jackie robinson is meaningful to sports listen to what i'm saying Overrated. kurt flood is significant <laughs> yeah. for what he did for baseball free agency Deshaun Watson is a troubled no. figure right, to hold, hold up. Stop, 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 stop. The, Kirk Cousins, the inflected, the, the Kirk Cousins is the guy you're looking for. Okay, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is a guy. great one. That's and he didn't do one. nothing wrong besides play his tag out. Like, Kirk Cousins is the guy that you're looking for, not I, Deshaun Watson. I, no. I, I'm talking about guys that you can kind of lean on and say, see, this is the better way forward for our league. Deshaun Watson provides the perfect guy to point to around and say, like, well, we're not going to make a mess like Deshaun Watson because yeah. no one's going to be on side uh, on the side of that. It gives them the wiggle room to be like, well, we're not ever doing guaranteed contracts. I do think again. someone will blink. I wouldn't say uh, you can't guarantee that one owner out of 32 is not going to blink on Herbert or Burrow or whoever's next. It's a shame that Lamar Jackson is now going I, to be. I don't think the door's closed on him. It might not be. You're right. Like, You're right. Like, For where? Baltimore? No, I think that's. Oh, yeah, I think that. I think, but I'm talking about the idea that Lamar might not get a fully, like, might yeah. be able to get a fully guaranteed contract still. Right. I'm, it's, this, we're in March. It's March 9th. Yeah, no, I know. And what is it? I think the 14th is when it actually officially opens for him. But I don't know. I just do feel like we hear about who's interested, who's not interested. 
It's before. so weird and so transparent that they would come out within an hour of each other and say, like, yeah, we're all we're, we're not even going to talk to this guy. And the idea scheme fit isn't quite it right. Is Why would you invest this guy who's who's got some injury issues the last couple of years? If you're the Atlanta Falcons with 37 people in your beautiful, shiny new dome. Plus, Dave that's the been predicting it for that's months. That's right. That. I mean, is that wrong? Is that is well, that we'll not see. an ideal fit for Lamar Jackson and the Atlanta Falcons in that division? But, uh, of course, it makes uh, all the sense in the world. Uh, again, there's a risk with him, right? Like, uh, great. Sure, I, I I don't know. He's probably one of the best five or six quarterbacks we've seen. There in was the last a risk decade. when Peyton Manning had a bad neck. There was a risk with Deshaun yeah. Watson who, who who can't behave himself. Well, I mean, there, there are risks. Yeah, obviously. I know. Well, did those pay off? Well, I'm not sure with that. I know Peyton. God bless him. Won a Super Bowl with the. With Denver, I don't want to say anything bad, but yeah, maybe maybe they're managing their risk better. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think it's a guarantee that Lamar Jackson should be signed for any team who needs a. Like, wouldn't the Steelers take him? Jerry Ferrara said the Steelers should take him. A lot of people say that. I don't do know. it. Well, oh, well, well, why not? Why not? Why? Because they have a rookie quarterback who they like. What are they going to? They're right. going to dump that. that? Talk about a team that would do something so wacky. That was that. They would never do something like that. If you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, fighting against the SEC, or same thing as the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, wow. it does make PR sense to go and do something like I that. Gave, I would have rather given Lamar Jackson a fake two-year contract that really is four years and $70 million guaranteed. I would have yeah. flat out, $70 million guaranteed for the next two years. Come on down, pal. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. He's really a third-rounder. Instead That's of a, you don't uh, have to Look at it that way. Not, <laughs> yeah, they, they uh, meanwhile, the Jets are very, um, I don't know, confident that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. They're cut. Braxton Barrios saved five million dollars. It does seem like they're setting up. They send the brass to California to meet with Rodgers, and um, that is the prevailing thought that they think they're going to get him. And I don't really care right now. I don't know why. I feel like we're going to go through like seven more rounds of this before he actually signs or doesn't sign with them. But my first thought when I saw Braxton Barrios was how Mike White missed him against the Vikings, and I uh, for the game, and I was like, why? Oh, yeah. Why are they running a Texas route with? Braxton Berrios. Mm. But, I mean, congratulations to the Jets because you're about to get the, the best available quarterback. You think they do get him? I wonder what, like, odds oh, would be right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was back like to... a fade to complete? Right? Well, so did Denver, right? I mean, it was such a, a groundswell of support for that. I don't know. I just, I guess maybe it's because I know the name Woody Johnson and it, you see it come across the news more right. frequently. But the idea that Woody Johnson and Aaron Rodgers were supposed to be having conversations... And isn't Woody Johnson, like, in, across the pond somewhere, mm -hmm. like, the ambassador to England or something? Like, he has to fly back. <laughs> no, I don't He's not an ambassador or I something? I'm making that up? <laughs> no, we, we, we've had a new president for a couple of years now. But, yeah. Well, the I don't know if he's moved back over. Maybe he's still back over there. I don't know. But, anyway, the idea that he flew in there, or the idea that these two guys spoke face-to-face. -face, right. I think that matters a lot more than anybody. And the Jets did the same. I mean, I know it's Joe Douglas, but still, I mean, it's the same franchise that did the same thing with a Green Bay Packers quarterback. I think it's a different. When, no, it's, no I think it's the difference when it's the GM and it's the actual guy who's signing the check All right. in terms of the owner. Now, Shaq, you had... I um, mean, I think it's done. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to wind up there, sure. It's going to descend back from the heavens that he ascended to when he got out of his cave for I however many yeah, days he was I, I there. I said he should stay in a subway under Penn Station for four days and then figure out what he wants to do. But uh, <laughs> now, listen, Shaq, um, yes. I hesitate to bring this up again, but... Martin brought it up to Mark Gunnels. Your take on Patrick Mahomes, how he couldn't steer a team. I, I forgot what the original thing was. He couldn't. He's not a, worth four games. I get it because trying to hear it. You know, it's a lot of games. 
All right. Spaghetti says this is your worst take ever. And I, I say that is... That can't be spaghetti. You were just that sounds like someone who just hasn't done their research on, Look, on Damashek takes. I, I've been working with Dave since like we said about a couple weeks ago, November twenty sixteen. And in terms of football takes and check normally, like Lamar Jackson stuff, he's right about that. I was back on the Minus Street Twitter a year ago mm-hmm. or in the off season. There was like a Lamar Jackson thing. Like Dave does bring stuff ahead of time. Him and I think the reason why that you're low ish on Mahomes is because you're so pro-charger, and you're pushing the pro-charger and your anti-shorts. In terms of football takes, this is by far the most, like, shocking, un- unexpected take from Dave ever heard. By far. It is pretty crazy. What do you, I mean, how much better do you think Patrick Mahomes? I mean, obviously, a ton. quite a bit than, yeah. than everybody else, but... <laughs> He's definitely better than everyone yeah. else. Joe Burrow had him beat the no. other... I had him beat a month ago in, no. in Arrowhead. Remember the whole thing with yeah, the out-of-bounds push and Joe, all that? Joe Burrow would push the Bears to eight wins, too, I think. Seven or eight wins. That's... I mean, that just no, 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 no. Joe Burrow actually took the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. from four and 12 to the Super Bowl. Right. The next year. Yeah, it happens, Shaq. And if you look at, uh, I'm just thinking what Vegas would make the Bears over under if Mahomes was their quarterback. They'd All right, fair, I, I'm uh, putting the bet signal up for Chris Andrews. I, I'm going to, you know, the, the bookmaker out in Vegas. Right. He usually was talking. I think Bears? that would be unheard of that you would, out, I mean, the point that I made the other day that I make again is the idea that you, th- what they win? Three games, the Bears? Yeah. That, so the contention from all of you guys, Sal, right. Marty, Spaghetti, mm-hmm. is that the three-win 2022 Chicago Bears would have made the playoffs if Patrick Mahomes Why was Why is anything off the table when the three-win Seahawks, or whatever the Seahawks, I guess the Seahawks were better, but they lost Russell Wilson and got Geno Smith, and they won, what, 10 games? So why, why don't you use that as a base? I mean, well, of course <laughs> Mahomes would improve that team. team I didn't goes. say he wouldn't improve. I didn't say they would be the same team. I said they would not become a, the magically a playoff team because they get a good quarterback. First of all, Mark Gunnels, big Chiefs fan, co-host Lemon Pepper Parlay. Martin put this out to him, and he was not happy with you. And that is one <laughs> you don't want. He's going to start <laughs> texting you the time in the middle of the night. You do not want this. Don't You don't want him on your bad side. So apologize to him at least. He was upset. He thought that that was he. He agreed. No, he legitimately kind of had this look of like. So does does he have these often? Like, is this a regular thing for Dave? And I was trying to be like, oh, you know, uh, so no, this is the worst. But sometimes they're varying degrees of what. But this one was really bad. I I am really. uh, I can't believe how much it feels to me like you guys are all just overestimating. (laughs) Why? But it it is a Chargers thing. Like that's the ridiculous thing that you're on the Chargers every year. That's if you want to talk about that. What you're doing in this conversation is. Yeah. Diminishing uh, Andy well, Reid, but you're, I mean, you're, you're you're just saying that you you would put him with any coach, and he'll just he'll it'll work out. And, and this is funny because this is Harry esque reasoning, but the other way around because Harry hates Andy Reid and and praises Mahomes, but also doesn't give him credit. But I don't know what else the guy needs to do. But well, he se- also thinks the the league is fixing games of the for, seven right, of the seven teams yeah. in the <laughs> NFC that made the playoffs. Three of them had less than ten wins. Yeah. Three of them. You can go 10 and 7 and make the playoffs. Brock Purdy brought the Niners to the playoffs. Come on, Shaq. I mean, I don't know and what the, that point's look, supposed to mean. It means I'm the 49ers gonna, played the Niners three quarterbacks have, have a, to the get Niners to the playoffs. The Niners have a great roster and a great head coach, so you plugged in uh, a, a marginal talent and he succeeded there. That's very different than saying, I'm going to put him on a 
on a garbage roster, and we're going to drop uh, this this many, diamond in under center, and so, it's going to it's going to make everything fine. How many games is, is Patrick Holmes over Daniel Jones? No, now you're gonna Half get a game. We had spaghetti on our side. No, no, no. I don't know. Now it's going to be. I, I am know. for sure. I would trade Daniel. I would drive Daniel Jones to the airport to trade for Patrick Mahomes because that's, <laughs> that's 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 too scary. I'm just curious. How would yeah. you say? I mean, because yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, just pretend, uh, listen. I don't know how much you want to belabor, but listen. You oh, think I'm, that you, you think that? To let's that stick with the Chicago Bears. Did you, did you think Justin Fields was really good last year? No. You thought he was ba- he was bad then? No. Should they be looking to move on <laughs> from no him? In between? No, I thought Is he, he was, not the guy? Is Justin Fields not the guy in Chicago? <laughs> he could be good, Shaq. He doesn't have to be very bad or, or great. What? Right? Yeah. You just said a guy who was good last. Justin yeah. Fields was good. Yeah. On a bad team. Right. And yet Patrick Mahomes would be worth yes. seven or eight games more than that. Dave, see, yes. which, I think you're missing the part. We are saying Patrick Mahomes is that much better. I yeah. understand what, what you're saying. saying. I am saying, saying you saying guys that. are treating yeah. him as though, as though, as though, as though he's up for as MVP every not ever. year. As, uh, no, no, he's so, like, as though he's always he's been in the, the best AFC quarterback in the quarterback game. league. Yes, but it's not like he's that much further ahead of the the small pack of his peers. I mean, that there is. He's much further ahead of. Geno Smith and Brock Purdy and a lot of playoff and Joe quarterbacks. Burrow? No, but playoff quarterbacks that did it with lesser teams, I think. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I know. know. I, I do know. I do know. I do know. What is it? Dave, it's just... I'm it's sorry, Dave. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that, uh, that you're in this spot. I was here for a minute after Breeze retired. You know what I'm saying? I was here. It's, you're in this, you, you have your own huh? uncertainty at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to throw, you have oh, to, I have feel to throw no, trash. I, all is Jake on to, the banks of the three rivers. You're I'm like not a, worried You're like a that. monkey throwing its own feces at everything that's, you know, at the, at the next new shiny object. And that just happens to be the, the guy who takes residence about? in the AFC Championship game. It happens to be the guy that takes residence in the AFC Championship game. That's it. I get it. You don't know when you'll be back because you don't I have that guy anymore. I haven't celebrated Patrick Mahomes on the five straight title games. And I haven't celebrated him as... I don't think so. The answer to this is Kenny Pickett flames out and then you sign like, uh, you know, you end up signing Jimmy Garoppolo for Uh, $70 million. I don't even know what that means, but I'll say this. I I don't know what that has anything to do with it, but I I will say, um, repeat just for the record, at worst, Patrick Mahomes retires as the second greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era. I mean, <laughs> what, 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 right. how much more praise can I heap I, upon I'm the guy? Say that. Let, let, I'm going to put the over-under at 28 and a half teams that Patrick Mahomes could take to the playoffs next year. Martin? And then tell me, if you go under, tell me the four that he doesn't. I mean, this is crap. The two I threw at you the other day, I'll repeat. Ooh. The Chicago Bears of 2022 no. and the Houston Texans of 2022. Ne- next year. Let's look you at guys, next year. Not, I mean, it's yeah. easier to apply it to last year. They, to you think those question, two teams so. become playoff teams if 15 yeah, is under not? center? Yes. The Bears, I, I the Bears take, played the Vikings. T- they played all that. First of all, you go by division. But go ahead. 28 and a half. I was going to say, I take the over. I take the over, too. The team I would be concerned about yeah. would be the Texans. But, but that would be it. And they division. even, even yeah. down, the end of the, down the end of the stretch, right. okay. They were, how many games were they in but one-score games? Right. I'm not going to go crazy. Maybe they don't take the Texans. What about you? 
over on the Texans were the first one that came to mind. But then with Mahomes there, I'm like, oh, they do have Damian Pierce. He probably would have played the last couple Close. games of the season. Like, and then the Bears. I mean, the Bears. Cole Komet scored a ton of touchdowns in the second half. But w- weirdly enough, the Bears played better when Justin Fields played better. So if you take <laughs> Justin Fields and multiply him by the Mahomes number, <laughs> then he's that much better. Then weirdly they, they enough, did, right? They did bring in Chase Claypool, who didn't do much. But like Mahomes would have found a way to utilize him. The Bears' run game was good middle of the season. Like, yeah, he makes every team a playoff team. He's I, that I much think 20, better. at least 29 teams. Shaq, get lame four that he doesn't get there. For, I, I mean, you're talking about this coming year? I would say this coming year. I, don't I know mean, I, I, think, I think a fair amount of it has to do with, and it is not denigrating any quarterback mm-hmm. to say this. I think that the coach does matter to most, uh, most every single guy. Practically name four you can't teams. Do it. You do it. I mean, the, the teams that have bad, the teams that have bad offensive coaches. The, the, all those teams. If you if you don't think Andy Reid is the gold standard of offense, you're, you're I don't know what to say. You're familiar with the teams, right? So just name a few: <laughs> the Houston Texans, okay, the Chicago Bears. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to run through it in my head. The I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll read you the bottom the, Tam- the Rams and the Cardinals both make it, I think, with Mahomes. Uh, the Bears and the Packers. Packers were fighting for the last week to get in. So you'd have to think that they're if, if he's better than Rodgers, then they're right there at least. Here's right? a good one for 2023 as yeah. they as they undo everything they NFC built. Any NFC South team, he would win the division, right? Martin? Which team? NFC oh, South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? Here's a bold take for you. Yeah. The way the Buccaneers are trying to undo everything they did for the preceding goat, right? As they purge all their relevant players, I don't know if you could drop Patrick Mahomes or anybody else into that roster I and do. make them good. I do. I'm good. Eight and nine won that division last no, year. Here, the real litmus test, I don't know if they make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I think that if you if Jeff Saturday and Patrick Mahomes were both hired in somehow both interimly at the same time to be in the for the Colts. Oh, that's good. I think they win at least three, four games. Three, four more? Yeah. Well, the, the, of the Saturday <laughs> era. Oh, I You know see. what I'm saying? Oh, of the you. Saturday era. I think, I think he coached eight games. That one I agree seven. with, sure. I mean, the Colts' liability has been Jeff Saturday's not even a football coach. You're going to tell me that the bad actual offensive football coaches aren't going to make the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes? I uh, mean, that's a very particular when Frank Reich goes out, but I think Frank Reich with uh, Patrick Mahomes. No, no, no. That's what I'm, ta- I'm talking about. Right. I, I'm, I'm talking but about check, the one and eight. Even if you say 28 or 29 is the number, you're kind of arguing against your point. I mean, you couldn't really name five teams that he's not getting the playoffs with. I couldn't because we're not. No, because what I'm specifically pointing to is I I think that would also be true. Yeah, I know. Your point with Joe Burrow. People think Denver's going to make the playoffs after going, what, were they seven, uh, five and 12? Like because of the coach. I get it. The coach matters a little, but then then the best quarterback has to matter, too. It does. Of course it matters. And if you put a difference maker like Patrick Mahomes on halfway decent teams, which most teams are Mm -hmm. somewhere close to 500 and a break, uh, a break or four tilts you into the playoffs and a break or four against pushes you out of the playoffs. Yes, it's it's narrow, the difference. But these bum teams that you guys are talking about from last year, that the Bears and Texans would be somehow magically Put into the playoffs. Okay. Ask uh, whatever uh, gambling expert you're going to ask. Okay. Ask it this way, please. Okay. Out of the 32 teams, if Patrick Mahomes was going to go to uh, start at quarterback for all 32 teams, how many of them have a minus by their number uh, if you go to bet them to make the playoffs? How many are favored to make the playoffs if Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback? 
I don't think, well, okay, I can ask it that way, but the yeah. way I would ask it Go is, ahead. I mean, the, the straighter <laughs> line is yeah. how many how many games uh, above replacement is Patrick Mahomes? Well, yeah, but then I say seven. I mean, that's that's a a lot uh, of weight that you're throwing behind one person. I know he's the best Uh, player. You're picking one team. You're picking the Bears. I'm talking about anybody. How many? What wins above replacement? That's not too many teams with four, five wins, right? So all you would need is four wins to make the playoffs. All right, I think we I think we did it. Spaghetti, good luck trying to figure (laughs) out a breakout there. <laughs> Slitting his wrist. You know, it's breaking out the fact that yeah. Michigan has had two, one, two field goals in the entire I second. Saw, By the way, I isn't Gunnels? Gunnels is a basketball guy. He, he keeps his eye on no, the Chiefs. No, no, he's going to the draft and everything. He's a big Chiefs fan. Right. Oh, Twitter spaces, everything, Chiefs. Uh, all right, what do we? Oh, all right, speaking of basketball, um, let's do this. KD. Um, Interesting pregame injury for everyone to see, Martin, right? Goes up for a layup, or I don't know what that was going to be, and he comes down on his ankle, and now there's an, now they're thinking he's done for the regular season. Did when I that? saw that, I mean, I looked at it. I saw. I thought he just rolled his ankle. That was, was the home debut, right? He's yeah, like, ta-da, here I am. First home game as a son doesn't happen. Yeah, I thought it was just rolled his ankle. I thought it would be... You know, we see like you know, evaluated in a week. Right. To here he's gonna he could potentially miss some of the playoffs. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. But this is uh, this is what happens when you trade your bench, basically. And a bunch of starters too. When Kel Bridges, Cam Johnson started a few games. Not gonna be deep. Yeah. You're not very deep. You can't really sustain injury. Well, the regular season ends April 9th. Today it's March 9th. Regular season ends April 9th. You got this. Luca has a thigh injury. Jaws in trouble. I say end it March 9th. Let these guys do what they want for the next month, but end the regular season. However it is, I think I'd lose my playoff bet with the latter. I don't know what it is, but... Not whatever uh, they want. John Moran probably uh, shouldn't do whatever he wants. Is he going to miss four games? He's going to only miss four games, except you brought up, and you and Gunnels on Lemon Pepper Parlay brought up the fact that there's an internal investigation that... If he brought the gun onto the team plane, that's an automatic 50? Well, Well, Gilbert Arenas was the one who right. got the 50, 50 game fine and then came out on Twitter later and said that don't he's like there's no such thing as an automatic fine uh, they just told me I had 50 games because I was you know wow. I had done this and that and the third so I don't know if the 50 games or not but the key is you know once if you uh go into your like your gun forensics right like where is it? where was the gun how did the gun get from A to B and so on and so forth because uh you know you can't bring a gun to work in the NBA and the team playing no, would I definitely quantify his work. <laughs> yeah. You know, you would think, you know, you know, what is what's their beef? You know, but right. no, yeah, they're they're not a fans of that. So I you know, being but in Colorado's a legal carry. You don't need a permit to carry in Colorado handgun. Yeah. You don't need one in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And in the video you see he's not drinking. I just think how much money do you think it cost him to not press the close friends button on Instagram? Oh yeah. Yeah, like, right. That's a brutal one. But in general, like in, all, in a serious note, uh, I, I don't think he'll miss. Like, if I assume that one of the people that he's with in the room will be like, "That's my gun," and I traveled with it, and yeah. that, that's how that'll go. And I speak up soon, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just I can't imagine that he go. But if he does, I know this: he don't ever need to hang out with nobody else who was there with him ever again. Yeah, if you're not gonna stand up and take that. 
But sure. I think he misses less. I think he. I think we see him in the playoffs. All right. But well, let, let's, I, let I think you're right though about ending the season. Yeah, get, get, it's over. This unlike I the my concern the reason they'll never shorten uh, you know professional uh-huh. sports league seasons by any significant amount is because of the money it brings in for the owners. Well, what if the players said, "Hey, we weren't going to play a lot of these games anyway, so uh, <laughs> we're good with it." I want. Well, I mean, that's obviously the reason you should do it. Like, yeah. I mean, seventy would be a good number. Can't we just say like, let's cut it to seventy because. You know, like baseball and hockey records are dependent on full season numbers as much as you can measure one generation versus the other. This is from a fan standpoint of somebody who cares about the history of these games. Basketball isn't, like we talked about, isn't tethered to total points for a season. So just go by, you know, Uh, uh, you're chasing Jordan's (laughs) single season. Baseball could shorten too, by the way. Oh, I wish it would too, but they're never going to do it. You don't have to play 18 games against your opponent. I don't mean to to tell you that you're wrong, Dave, but the only reason it was worth watching the Lakers all year was to watch LeBron James beat that total points mark. Yeah. And well, and, I don't I don't mean I don't mean career. I'm talking about, you know, per, in a single season. Nobody says like, "Hey, that's the most blocked shots in a season." They say that's the most blocked shots per game in a single season. Sal, you yeah, you're right. brought this yes, up exactly. Day. Yeah, they, I think that's right. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, it, it is weird to your point. The larger point is like, it's really regular season NBA is getting weirder and weirder. Ever try to bet on oh, a, a single game no. or even what's going to happen in a regular season because of these injuries. And I know that you're talking about these stretched out human beings and, and are taking a beating on their body. Mm-hmm. But relatively speaking, the injuries are a little bit much already, right? Yeah. It's too and, and and of all the things, amidst all this, the greatest irony is, mm-hmm. as I pointed, I couldn't do it with any confidence. I was like, what if Anthony Davis starts to play like Anthony Davis? And he is now. All of a sudden, now that yeah. team looks like uh, like they know. might be a threat if he can keep up playing that ball. But I have no confidence Look, they, he will because he always gets hurt. You could be a purist and say they, they bang hard in the East in the 80s and 90s. But the, the truth is they, they play harder now. They do. And if, well, you just, if you just like how many miles are logged for an average player in a game, it's like it's nine compared to like four or five in, in years past. So. I was talking with, uh, with Eddie Gonzalez, who's good friends with KD. And I was talking to him, asking him like, Basically, we're having this conversation about load management versus this and that and all. And as he, he made the point that you know everybody plays the same exact style in the in in the NBA, but when you look at football, you have some teams are more run teams, some teams are more pass heavy teams, but nobody runs the two minute drill the entire game. Like mm-hmm. part of the like Buccaneers all year was like, why don't they just hurry up the whole game? It's like, and everybody's telling you they can't do that. Their alignment will get gassed. People get hurt. Yeah. Everybody runs at a breakneck pace in the NBA, and we have to load manage. But everybody's the possessions are like double what they were in in, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. The, the style of play is not conducive to keeping players healthy, and for whatever reason, in football, we I guess maybe because it's more visible, right? Mm-hmm. You can see guys, <laughs> yeah, right, and then boom, get hurt, well, right? It's like cold, you see the breath, yeah. yeah see, but yeah. like, I just don't understand the logic of. First of all, everybody playing like the 2019 uh, Warriors do or did and not understanding that part of the reason why you have all these soft tissue, non-contact, non-contact injuries like yeah. Luca last night is maybe just because these guys are running too damn much. Yeah, and then they said, look, we're going to take it into our own hands. We're going to sit X amount of games per year. You owners continue to make your money because you're not going to cut the schedule short for, for any reason. But just know you're going to have to deal with it. You'll talk to the season ticket holders as to why we're not showing up for something. Like, think, they used to have the shot clock 
to in, to encourage fast play. Right. How many shots do you see now taken with with 17, 18 seconds left on the shot uh, clock? Whoever's open behind our. Do you know what I mean? So taking, it's, yeah. it's not it's a different game than when you, yeah. you don't even need a shot clock anymore. Who knew Mike D'Antoni was going to change the NBA to the degree he did? And he actually kind of did a little bit. Um, yeah. it, it, I think it goes back to what's the answer here? Maybe it's a little of both. But is it that we see mo- way more games than we did 30 yeah, years ago? Or is it... What I think the primary reason for more injuries is what I always point to in any sport, bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. I know everybody says it, but, you know, it's the argument that Spaghetti and I always have about like, he's like, why does everything have to be a fight and you're allowed to hit guys in the NHL? It's like, I watched a lot of hockey in the 80s. There were not a lot of guys like out cold on the ice. Do you remember that? Do you remember like guys getting up and like being yeah. staggered like, uh, some, Trevor Burbick after Tyson got through with some, him. Like, some, this never happened. Probert fights, maybe. Right. I mean, but you yeah. never saw, like, yeah. these guys now get, they get knocked out now all the time in yeah. the NHL. Same thing in football. Like, the backboarding and stuff is a regular part of watching pro football. But not you just, baseball. You but, didn't, not, but not really baseball. You're, not you're, baseball, you're, you're, but you're even baseball. You're running the first bases fast as you were 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's about the only yeah. difference. But I think yeah. it is that these guys are just bigger, and so the collisions result yeah. in more severe sure. injuries. So I, I maybe that applies to the NBA, I guess, because they, they are they are definitely. Go throw on sure. one of those 87. Go throw on, like, uh, you know, the Lakers versus, I mean, the Celtics versus the Rockets in the finals, and you'll be like, oh, my God, did those guys ever hear of a weight room? My yeah. goodness. Oh, They're yeah. all jacked now. For sure. Um I did want to bring this up. Pal Gasol got his number retired by the Lakers. And when I first heard it, I was like, that's weird. I don't think he, is he worthy of it? And then everyone jumped out my throat. Babyface Joel Solomon. You look, and he averaged 17 a game for like eight years. Uh, Part of those championship teams. Good friends with Kobe. I think that's what put him over the top. I really do. I, I hate to say it, but and when you're comparing it, like if he made the Grizzlies Hall of Fame, that's one thing, and he will, or if he hasn't already. But Elgin, Magic, Kareem, Shaq, Will, Kobe, of course. You see those numbers. And then Pal Gasol? I mean, Mike, I kind of with you, Sal. The Hall uh, of Very Good? Is I think that what definitely uh, Rob the, Parker calls it? Yeah, definitely yeah. the Hall of Very Good. Uh, I, I, you saw this clip so many times that conspiracy theorist Martin couldn't help but think. But when the the clip of Kobe in the Oscars, and he's talking about how one day Powell's jersey will be hanging up next uh, to mine. How to have? Yeah, and it was just like. And now I think it was like Jeannie said. Right. You know, I, if if Kobe said it, it must be so. Yeah, Shaq. I feel like I I agree with you. You know, just looking at numbers and all that kind of stuff. If you can tap into what was going on when he got to L.A., oh. though, Gasol. When they made that move, there was this spooked sense in Lakerland. Uh, you know, it was unfamiliar territory for them. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, we have Kobe Bryant, and this team is irrelevant. And when Gasol, all of a sudden, they started, they, they got sure. back on track. I think I think it's owed to how the franchise perceives what he brought. Like, he turned them around. Mm-hmm. They had Kobe, but when Gasol got there, now suddenly they were back in the mix to make some finals runs. I think if you ask Shaq and Kareem, is this legitimate? <laughs> I think probably. Are, are you yeah. going 0 for 2 there? I think. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're right about <laughs> that. Maybe they're going to be nice. What about like Derek Fisher? 12 productive years. His jersey, he was around for a lot of those same championship teams, right? I don't know. I was just thinking of like Vlade. There's some guys who. I always I feel sad right for, there. like, as you say about Gasol's going to get his jersey retired by the Grizz. I feel bad for a team like the Grizz. They're going to be like, 
Gasol probably doesn't give a crap Second about coming fiddle. out here. Like yeah. he may or may not attend his own Jersey retirement in, right. in Memphis. Like, <laughs> uh, do, I, do I have to show up for this? <laughs> I mean, we all know I'm more a Laker guy, right? Right. All right, let's give our play of the day. I got smoked last night with Texas Tech over West Virginia. Going back to the Big 12 well, though. TCU minus two over Kansas State. Fishy, fishy line of the day, Martin. This is a 3-6 matchup. The six is laying points. Both teams are in the tournament, but Kansas State's projected to be a three seed. And yet an underdog to TCU. They split during the regular season. I did some digging. TCU's no slouch. They have 11 games against ranked opponents. They're going to win the rebounding battle tonight. Uh, K-State is 319th in that category. Mike Miles lights up the scoreboard for the Toads. 77-71 TCU. Martin, coming off a video pick win on Tuesday, and that broke your streak, right? It was a bad one. It did. It did. I gave out a loser on Lemon Pepper Parlay to start a new streak, but <laughs> the Knicks' first half, baby, bing bong, nice. even though they lost the, the game. Celtics, right? Yeah. No, oh, it was, no, no, it was the Hornets. Oh, the Hornets, right, it was right. the Hornets. Yeah, right. Uh, so I'm going with a team that we've talked about ad nauseum today, which Dave only has two retired numbers, mm-hmm. Tony Allen and Zach Randolph. That's right. I'm taking the Memphis Grizzlies oh. against the Golden State Warriors on the road. You want to talk about a funny line? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Warriors are on the road in Memphis, I should say. But a funny line is the Warriors only being like a two-point favorite here as the Grizzlies don't have half their team. But the Warriors have won literally as many games on the road as the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs. So, seven. That's nuts. I'm taking the Grizzlies. They're a short underdog. Go ahead and give me those points. Wow. All right, Shaq, you – listen – the Penguins yeah. play the Islanders tonight. Just pick a, pick a different game. You don't Why? have to do this Why because do you you're going to get hurt. Brian anyway, Rust and Sidney Krause. I see Sorry. Big Z around the, around the neighborhood all the time. No kidding. Was like, it's, it's super cool. I don't know. I, I, I really am still 11 years old in that regard. Like, like Zach Randolph. My wife and little kids are like, that doesn't mean anything to any of us. No kidding. That's walks around what? in the in the Grizz gear and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. what's up. Um, Yes, I am going to the ice, and it's a huge night. So many good games. I'm almost bummed that uh, there's so many college conference tournaments conflicting here. I don't know which hockey Why games you to bummed? tune it's into. It's your favorite week of the college It's great. I know it's too much. It's too much is <laughs> what right. I'm telling you, Sal. I'm going to go. I'm going to start you off. Do you really want me to skip the Penguins? Well, do what you want, but it's just not. It's just like, hey, I'm a Penguins fan. I'm picking the Penguins. Yeah, that's right. right. Is that what's wrong with that? That's right. I'm, I, I just listen. I'm not your gambling expert, Sal. I'm your gambling pal. I okay. want to have fun. That's what it's about, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's not betting against my team like you. Yeah, it's transactional for you. It's all about just cold hard dollars for you. I want a I said to joy. spaghetti. I said, I said, there's no hurting Dave because he doesn't gamble big on these games and he's proud of his teams no matter win or lose. He does it good. That's not really, true. There's, there's no if winning. the Penguins have missed the playoffs, I would not be proud of them. Oh, really? I, I can assure okay. you. No. All right, good. Um, but I am going to, I think they got spooked real bad by them. Blue Jackets at the rally from four down, the worst team in the NHL. They rallied. I'm hoping they feel good about it. They really got to take down the Islanders who they have not beaten this year. I'm going to take, here we go. Four leg parlay. Oh, come on. Four legs, I said to you. Why? Because it's fun. That's why, Sal. Can't you see? <laughs> Penguins. Losing is fun. <laughs> Listen, go is ahead, there I'm a 1% sorry. chance this will come through? And it's, <laughs> it's not fun. good. You're not good. You're going to go poor that way, but go ahead. Yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. Carolina Hurricanes at home against the Flyers. That should be an easy Huge one. Huge favorite. Yep. I'm going to take 
the Boston Bruins juggernaut against the game Edmonton Oilers coming into Boston. Yep. And then to round it out, I'm going to take Spaghetti's rags mm. in a big one up in Montreal against the Blue Blanque Rouge. I think Spaghetti would have to concede if the rags were to drop this one. That would be a bad one because they're on a they're on a cool <laughs> they're on a cool streak. They just shuck you off. I don't know. Well, I mean that that would not be great. If that we would just, not be great, didn't we just spend a whole segment on like how NBA players players who play in the NBA are like, I don't care about these twenty games of regular season. Like the Rangers <laughs> lost like seven ones to the Blackhawks like a, two months ago. It, it, regular season does not matter. Who cares? There you go. All right. Well, I I think that uh, Gerard Gallant and the guys in that dressing room are going to care about this one. They know that a five-game skid is not going to be good for them as they try to come together with chemistry. Anyway, my four-leg parlay, Pens, Canes, Bruins, Rags, not the greatest payout, but it'll be a fun ride. Plus 351 okay. is your payout. There. All right. That's fun. 1% chance. Actually, a little more than 1%. It's more than 1%, yeah, yeah, know. you creep. Plus 350 is good. Right. Better chance than the Chicago Bears of 22 making the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'll know. tell you that. He stinks. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break. And then, uh, oh, our Oscar picks. Our quick Oscar picks when we return. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. All right, extrapoints.com slash arcade. That's our prop culture for March. It's basically an Oscar pool. The winner gets a gold cap and a signed ball by Jimmy Kimmel, the Oscar host. Check, you have a gold cap, but not a signed Jimmy Kimmel ball, correct? No, I don't. Yeah. All right, so jump on there. Best actor, best actress, all those categories, plus will, uh, will Jimmy... Will Jimmy allude to the slap within the first minute of his monologue? I think I know this. I think I have some insight. Well, so are you allowed to mention this? Things could change. I'm not going to say if it happens or not, but that's one of the questions on there, uh, along with all the regulars. But let's each pick best picture, actress, actor, director. I'll go quick and fast. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is going to sweep a lot of these categories. Agree. Picture. Uh, Michelle Yeoh for actress. Uh, Quan Shinerd for director. And I give Brendan Fraser for actor out of those four what do you got i agree with all of those the one i take issue with as i said on minus three to bald brian when he previewed it for us earlier in the week going elvis i i i I wish elvis would win the guy who played elvis over close brendan frazier didn't even gain the weight 
<laughs> I'm not supposed to be impressed by this. That's the law. What are you talking you about? You want to do it. De Niro gained the weight. He did the work. Charlize Theron. pound man. Charlize Theron gained the weight. He gained 30 you do pounds. it. You gain the weight if you want the award. Oh, stop it. <laughs> That's I'm ridiculous. not, I'm not. Put on prosthetics. Give it to the makeup department. Brendan Fraser indeed. 600 pounds. The mummy. The mummy's going to win the best actor. Come on. What about for animation? You think these guys should get into role? Like the, for Woody for Toy Story? Should he want one to have? Well, I don't understand. How how far do we have to take this? Uh yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Yeah, we can we we can, <laughs> we, right. the animators do get awards. People appear for as monsters. Should you wear all right, go ahead, Martin. Yeah. That was the uh the the the, the award that Jimmy said you would cut out. If you got, if anything happened in the show, there's a yeah, cutout yeah. of the one for animation. I just thought, dang, tough one. They have to now they have to dress like Buzz Lightyear right. the whole damn time. <laughs> uh, now you may know I don't have any inside information. However, my uh, girlfriend just covers this for a living. So I said, in lieu of me giving you my picks, because I watched three of these movies. What is she saying? There we go. She said everything, everywhere, all at once, because they're probably feeling diverse. You know, Michelle Yeoh for uh, for the best mm-hmm. actress. I saw Elvis, and I said, while it was on, if this guy wins best actor, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, you didn't and like it. And it really all had to do with, uh, with, with uh, Tom Hanks. Because I, I'm watching this movie to see Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, ah. I, I'm watching, if I'm watching a Tom Hanks, if you watch Denzel and he's not the main character, yeah. you're watching a Denzel movie to see Denzel. It's a Denzel movie. Tom Hanks is in a movie to Tom Hanks You movie. said the other one. Other you side said. of the coin is I thought that Tom Hanks made a distraction. I thought the no, movie would have been that, better without Tom Hanks. That, that was my entire point. Tom Hanks tanked it. He ruined it. Talk you about know? prosthetics. Wow. So we that's we needed to see him thing. all dressed up in a fat suit and so, in a bad accent. Why didn't we do that? So I was so out on that. It. Jim so, Carrey, no credit. He didn't grow green hair for the Grinch. No. I don't know how he did it. Why Why was he even considered for anything? Yeah. I I'm say going, uh, fact. Brandon Fraser, even though he didn't gain the weight, it looked like he gained the weight. I don't know how that feels, yeah. but it really looked like did he you gained watch, the did weight. Did you see it? Did you see? I saw it. Listen, I think I watched the, it three times. the big bummer to me is three times. Right? as of two, three Just months ago, Top Gun was going <laughs> to win this. What <laughs> happened? Remember when no, he lost to Chariots of Fire? Or was that that year? Yeah. Whatever. When popular movies, somehow they get knocked down for being too popular. I That's thought, what's happening here. I saw it a couple months at 10 to 1. So now you go by the SAG Awards and you go by the Golden Globes and all these others and you can get a really good good gauge of who's going to win what. And that's why Top Gun is now, what, like 20 to 1? It's really... I, I do think for real. I mean, Top Gun isn't better than everything everywhere all at once. It's a, the, the latter is the better movie. But it's I think there's got to the, be something for... I don't... Uh, Tom Cruise... You know, we, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to probably get her moment and she deserves it for a long time in, in show business and all the good stuff she's done. But Tom Cruise, you know, like that stuff of him jumping out of an airplane and it's a little cheese ball and Steven Spielberg, you saved the movie industry. Yeah, you saved the movie industry, yes. Tom, Tom Cruise. Yes. He yes. should get a, Hollywood should be like. Yeah, we got to give it to Cruz. Look at what he did. That movie saved and our ass. And he did save it because he refused to let it go on stream right. like two years later, right? Like if it had gone 10 years, I don't know. I don't know if they would have let him do it, hold out because of the pandemic. But yeah, I'm with you. 29 to 1 though. I don't know. John Hamm didn't get nominated. The, the, <laughs> you think that's The what? committee knew. They they understood. They're like, well, this isn't acting for him. Hamm He's brought a that jerk. down, much like Hanks brought the, yeah, the Elvis movie. I down. do have to yeah. say, good job by John Hamm not tanking Top Gun Maverick. Not tanking? Yeah, oh, he, good he, job. he easily yeah. could have. He easily could have. He was right there in play. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
He didn't salute at the end. Or he did salute. Did he not salute? Whichever one he did, it was the right move. <laughs> he said they shot a take with him saluting, but they don't, I don't think they used it. I can't remember how it worked. Anyway, all right, Oscars, I'll be there. I'm going to wear an ill-fitting tuxedo. Ah. Be there in the middle, and then we'll come Steal back one and of talk those about it. Steal one of those trophies. See what, what happens. Really? Let's, you know what? Mm-hmm. Two birds, one stone. Steal one just for like, what happened to the trophy? Yeah. And then it reemerges as our new fantasy football Oh, that's trophy. pretty good. Wouldn't that be cool? Maybe I can find it backstage in the stash. Maybe it's mixed up. Just get the, the one action. for animation. Jimmy said that guy's not checking for it right. anyway. That's right. <laughs> Something against it. He hates animation. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for another episode of, again. Uh, what is this, Extra Points? Yeah. yeah. Spaghetti, come on. You got Against all me. points. It's against all the points here. Uh, I want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 